Welcome back to season two of the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast, equipping you to successfully pursue the college of your dreams. We believe everyone deserves to reach their full potential and the admissions process shouldn't hold you back. My best friend at Harvard taught me a lot about how to live life well. And in fact, the more I got to know this person, the more I discovered something that you might think is ironic in an Ivy League campus. This particular person, my best friend at Harvard, he had an amazing ability to just find fun everywhere. I'll give you an example. The first time I went to his apartment, I noticed he had about 12 different Nerf guns. And they were of varying sizes, but three or four of these guns were all the same size and they were pretty large. They were the kind that actually has a barrel and can shoot Nerf darts in a semi-automatic or an automatic fashion, I'm not sure. Uh, and I was so impressed with these Nerf guns, I thought, well, that's, that's really interesting. That seems like a toy. That seems like something a child would have, but maybe not someone at their college apartment at Harvard. Now, my friend told me something he didn't have to say. I already knew it about him. He said he can be serious when he needs to, and believe me, I know that. He has now already graduated with his master's degree in finance. He's doing amazing things in the world. He can focus when he needs to focus. But he also loves to play. And at that time, he was defending himself, saying, no, I'm not a, I'm not a child. I, I don't play all the time. They're just here, and sometimes I, I use them. Then we got serious, and we began to study. Just as we were finishing up our study session for that day, his roommate came in and said, hey, I got the mail. By the way, your subscription to Lego magazine came in. And we both laughed because he realized that there was no getting out of this. He was a kid at heart. And today I want to talk about how important it is to play like an Ivy League scholar. I recently read in the book Essentialism this really interesting line that went something like, schooling sometimes does to our education, what fast food does to our bodies. And I thought, man, that's a really interesting observation. Uh, schooling sometimes does to our education or to our learning, to our real learning, what fast food does to our bodies. Well, there's a man, Sir Ken Robinson. He has devoted his entire life to studying creativity in schools. And he said this. He said, imagination is the source of every form of human achievement. And it is the one thing that I believe we are systematically jeopardizing in the way that we educate our children and ourselves. Wow, that is an indictment on education, at least as it appears on the average. Certainly there are schools and there are teachers who do a better job of fostering play and sparking creativity, but that for someone who is such a renowned expert on education and creativity in the school system, that is an indictment. So I want to ask you, would you have reacted the same way my friend did? Would you also want to defend yourself as a high school or a middle school student or even a college student as my friend was, who has Nerf guns or plays with Legos? Have you ever heard that play is trivial? I would say most schools, just like most professional settings, remove play from the environment pretty completely. These schools still want creativity, but they remove the greatest creative spark which is play. In last week's episode, I talked about how important it is for you to foster creativity and that creativity may be the greatest secret to elite university admissions because when you eliminate activities that are not helping you set yourself apart and helping you to become an interesting candidate and instead you use the extra time that you free up by not pursuing busyness, 
you use that extra time to pursue your interests with genuine creativity, you can become someone truly interesting. And the fact is that with so many qualified applicants applying to top universities, it is not and it cannot be the most qualified applicants who are getting admitted. Sure, some of them are, but that's not the game you want to play. Playing the averages, you're probably going to fail. Instead, you want to be memorable. You want to be interesting. And so the key to elite university admissions is curiosity, pursuing that curiosity with a passion. And play is the spark. It's the energy that fuels that curiosity. We now know from neuroscience and, and all the, the research that is happening around how the brain works and how the brain interacts with the body, that play itself leads to greater brain plasticity, innovation, adaptability, creativity. And my friend was onto something. He knew that play enhanced relationships, that it enhanced health, it enhanced stamina and creativity and all sorts of wonderful things. Honestly, the value of play in our lives cannot be overstated. And here's why. The world is changing. And play, play sets us up to learn flexibility and problem solving. Why does play lead to such effective problem solving? Think about it. Play opens our minds to new possibilities. When we play, we create stories. We face challenges, we face obstacles, but then we are the ones that create the solutions to those challenges and to those obstacles. In fact, think about the greatest thinkers of all time. Einstein, Mozart, Shakespeare, and many, many others. All of them talked about how valuable play was for them. So if you as a student can relate to what Sir Ken Robinson was talking about, you feel like your creativity is being jeopardized by the way that education happens for ourselves and, and for our peers, then you're probably feeling overwhelmed in school. And overwhelm and anxiety are actually quite common, unfortunately, far more common than they should be in our school system. I saw this as a teacher, and I know you're experiencing it. I know you can witness it all around you. It's not hard to see. But the antidote to that overwhelm and that anxiety is play. It really is. Not only does it help us create stories and expand our minds to new possibilities, play actually re-engages the overwhelmed brain. When your brain becomes anxious or overwhelmed, it will shut down. But play reactivates the prefrontal cortex, which of course is the executive function of the brain. So even in those moments when you have to be serious, you have to prepare for a major project, or you really have to study hard for a test or a series of tests, you know what's really, really important? Is that you schedule some opportunity for play at some point during that study session, during that time. Look, a few years ago, I visited Google's campus in California. And I was impressed with a lot of things. I was really impressed with a lot of things. And I think most people would be if they visited. I mean, just the fact that there's so much free food and it's such high quality everywhere. The campus is beautiful. There's many, many amazing things. But you know what was most impressive to me? I was most impressed with how many play stimuli there were. It was everywhere. There were basketball courts, there were pinball machines, there were all kinds of stimuli to, to just trigger play so that people who are there for long hours can just walk around and very quickly find something to activate their creativity to stimulate play in their brains. So I hope you understand just how valuable play is. 
It's being used at the top levels of business in companies like Google. And you know full well that you can be just like my friend at Harvard, right? That you know when your brain is activated through play, that you can be more creative, you can be more innovative, you can be more adaptable, you can do more, be more, have better stamina, better health, and better relationships. Play really is a game changer to make you more curious. Play can be the stimulus that drives your creativity and pursuing your interests with genuine creativity is what really makes you stand out. So it's an absolute game changer for your admissions success. If you don't play enough right now, let me give you a few ideas to play with. First of all, go back to my podcast from last week and listen to it so you understand how to do your average Joe activity audit. That activity will free up time for you so that you can, you can play. If you're too busy in the noise of busy work, you won't have time for play and you won't have time for the benefits of play. And it will really come back to haunt you. So that's the first thing. The second thing, once you've freed up time to allow yourself to play, then think about your interests. What were your favorite play activities from childhood? And continue brainstorming, what playful game could you invent to go explore your interest now? If you really can't play like a child anymore, which a lot of people can't, or it's just not very easy yet, then think of this. If you have to be focused on that admissions strategy that you have, what is the most playful way you can think of to explore your interest? Remember that exploring your interest with genuine curiosity is the key to success. So what's the most playful way you could go and explore that? So if you need to, share this episode with your parents, share this episode with your leaders. But now you know there is neuroscience at your back. It encourages you to play more, to be more creative, to be more playful. So go out and find more ways to play. Music for this episode came from We Are Here by Declare P. I'm Steve Gardner. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with a friend. Thanks for listening.